The game continues to move on. Now the Rangers with a break in front of Reimer. Reimer with the save that stays out. Jacob Slavin dives through the crease. Still Brendan Lemieux looking. He's got another chance. And it still doesn't go in. Lemieux hacks at it. Now it goes out to Smith. They fire. Reimer with another unbelievable save on Heedle. How did Reimer get to that one? The Rangers still attacking. Truba on. Now it's pitchfork wide. James Reimer. Unbelievable. Keeping this game tied at one as the Canes ice it. Oh, you better congratulate him, Jacob Slavin. Look at the bench get up. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. So who was afraid of the New York Rangers? And what was the old joke? How many goaltenders does it take to sweep a qualifying series? The Carolina Hurricanes getting it done. And who unlocked Optimus Ajo in the third period? Seven minutes on the ice in the third for Sebastian Ajo. It was spectacular. The Hurricanes with a 4-1 win, completing a three-game sweep of the New York Rangers and advancing in the qualifying series. This is the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for hanging out. I know you guys are probably still awake, probably listening to this at like uh, 1 in the morning. Um, A bunch of things I want to get to, but first, a reminder, Aluminum Company of North Carolina, thank them very much. Uh, If you have some stuff you'd like to do to the exterior of your home, windows, siding, gutter helmets, no be- decking, no better place to go than the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, Sammy Hanna and his crew do an amazing job. So we thank them. Wow. Uh, needed to take a big, pretty big breath, deep breath after 40 minutes. It was amazing and exciting all the way through it. So let's get right to it. First period, while the Canes were, I believe, the skaters anyway, stuck in traffic James Reimer held it down. Zabinijet in it, lays it off for Panarin. Panarin, he shoots, and a big glove hand by James Reimer. Reimer has been on his game. What a save, a couple of nearly costly turnovers. Like Peter yesterday, he has been magnificent on the glove side, and no second opportunity. Sebastian Ahu comes onto the ice. Sammy Vatnin, though, loses it. Panarin in, and he's off target. Panarin. Picked up a loose puck. He was in all alone in front of James Reimer and the Rangers. Maybe their best chance of the first period. The Canes escaped that. There were a ton of chances for the Rangers in the first period. Jacob Truba had a chance from a tough angle, and Reimer had to stick one aside. By the way, that second save on Panarin was a save. Reimer got his glove on it from in tight. Uh, and got just enough of the glove on it to kind of deflect it over the bar. James Reimer was the reason why the Hurricanes were not buried in the first 20 minutes. The Rangers outshot Carolina 14-6. to They out, uh, had 25 shot attempts to Carolina's 15. And frankly, I don't know how Carolina had 15 shot attempts. Uh, they were absolutely in mud in the first period. It was only because Reimer played so well that the Rangers didn't have have a two or three goal lead. It was that lop. 
lopsided uh, in the game. I guess it's to be expected. The Rangers are going to be a desperate team. Brenda Lemieux checked into the lineup. Still no Jesper Fast, by the way. Uh, they loaded up the top line. They put Panarin and Zabinijad, uh with Pavel Buchnevich. They had their their big line going. Uh, but look, they've got they've got two really good lines. The Rangers, and that's really where it ends. But uh, Carolina just was not ready from a skating standpoint in the first 20 minutes. So we go to the second. It was amazing that it was 0-0. And one of the things that Carolina has done a great job avoiding so far in this qualifying series has been the early goal. Well, uh, so much for that. 12 seconds in, Chris Kreider uh, picks up a loose puck, splits Sammy Vatten and Jacob Slavin, and 12 seconds in, it was one nothing. Uh, Rangers, but it didn't take very long for the Hurricanes to wake up uh, because the fourth line started a shift. Uh, there were probably 17 and a half minutes, roughly. I don't know exactly what the time was, but they were probably in the offensive zone with the puck for, I don't know, 40 seconds, 45 seconds. Morgan Geeky, Jordan Martinook, Brock McGinn, Hayden Fleury, and... Uh, uh, Jake Gardner were all on the ice, and they were so good keeping the puck in the zone, uh, allowing Carolina to execute an entire forward line change and half of the defense. Flurry stayed, excuse me, Flurry stayed on, uh, and it really changed the entire momentum of the game. Even if you don't score, but the top line came on, finished the deal. Teravainen. To Slavin. Slavin walks the blue line. Lays it off for Aiden Flurry. Flurry exchanges the puck with Teravainen. Teravainen down low to Svechnikov. He gets it through. Teravainen in the back and he scores! What great work by the Hurricanes! And they tie this game at one! Officially, it was Teravainen from Svechnikov and Aho. I thought Flurry was going to get an assist there, but. Uh, it's still a great shift, and who cares who gets the glory, right? Uh, but we had more Reimer later on in the second. I, you know, honestly, I just need to hear it again. The game continues to move on. Now the Rangers with a break in front of Reimer. Reimer with the save and stays out. Jacob Slavin dives through the crease. Still Brendan Lemieux looking. He's got another chance, and still doesn't go in. Lemieux hacks at it. Now it goes out to Smith. They fire. Reimer with another unbelievable save on Heedle. How did Reimer get to that one? The Rangers still attacking Truba on. Now it's pitchfork wide. James Reimer, unbelievable. Keeping this game tied at one as the Canes ice it. Oh, you better congratulate him, Jacob Slavin. Look at the bench get up. Reimer makes an incredible save. Then Jacob Slavin slides behind him to prevent what looked like to prevent the puck from sliding in. I don't think Slavin ever got it. Uh, then Sammy Vatanen came over and made a diving save. And you're going to hear from James Reimer in a few minutes. Uh, and he told me what kind of a save that was, and it made me laugh. Uh, but Vatanen with a shoulder save, and then Reimer comes over with the paddle of his goalie stick and robs uh, Heedle right on the doorstep, and Heedle is going to have nightmares uh, because there's no way that that puck stays out of the net, but Reimer was leading a charmed life. 37 saves. Who decided who, th who thought he shouldn't play? Uh, Rod Brindamore has a knack for showing faith in his players and that faith is almost always rewarded. Almost always. 
Reimer was amazing tonight. If you didn't see the game and you're just listening to the podcast, go watch the game. James Reimer was the reason this game was not out of hand. And he kept Carolina in it. And honestly, what happened after that was what the what has happened with this team when they're playing well is that the third period belongs to them. Carolina was pedestrian through the first 40 minutes. They really weren't. They were terrible in the first period, a little bit better in the second, but not that much better in the second. Uh, but maybe they were all saving it for the third uh, because this was the period where the Hurricanes choked the Rangers out of the postseason. They had way more than New York uh, in the tank, and they were quicker to pucks. They got to the net, and when you're quicker to pucks and you get to the net, good things happen. Chops it down. Tries to get it to Vincent Trocek, but Vogel will now hand it off to Natchez, who steps in. Now a shot from the point, he scores! Brady Shea, the former Ranger, puts it on target, and the Canes beat Shesterkin and take a 2-1 lead. A little juggling of the lines by Rod Brindamore as he put Fogel on that line with Trocek and Natchez. Uh, and Warren Fogel, I've, I've said this before, we've talked to Jordan Martinook about this. Uh, Fogel, Martinook, McGinn are guys that help you win hockey games. Uh, and Fogel's got a high-end to him that doesn't always show up, but it's there. And we saw it in the playoffs a year ago. He tortured Washington scoring goals, uh, but he got to the front of the net and Shea's shot was pretty low along the ice, uh, maybe just off the surface of the ice. Fogel deflected it high above Shesterkin, and it was 2-1, five minutes in to the period. It was from uh, Fogel, from Shea, and Natchez. Uh, and then five minutes later, man, Sebastian Ajo just does Ajo things. The Canes get some fresh players on the ice. Brady Shea, he is taken out of the play by Pavel Bushnevich. He tried to put him back on the Ranger bench. Now back the other way. Ajo, he scores! Sebastian Ajo, what sorcery is that? It's what we've seen from Ajo the entire series. I mean, I know it's just three games, but Sebastian Ajo was man of the match of the series. Uh, picked up a loose puck. It was really, he forced a turnover. Uh, it's not like he stole the puck, but his presence forced the issue. Uh, he ends up with a loose puck and then just totally walked Tony D'Angelo, brought him to his knees, and Jacob Truba had a good view of it, by the way, uh, and he went uh, backhand far side to beat Shesterkin. That made it 3-1, and I think at that point you could see the life gone from the Rangers. You could see the life gone. Now, it wasn't all smooth sailing because with 91 seconds left, Jordan Stahl uh, was whistled for, I believe, a hooking penalty, and he had to watch the Hurricanes' top penalty killer uh, with 91 seconds left uh, in a two-goal game, knowing that the Rangers had already pulled the goaltender. Uh, Your top penalty killer was going to be sitting and watching. Uh, But the Rangers didn't get a ton of... Uh, of great opportunities. I mean, they had a little, they had a six on four, so they had some shots. Uh, but uh, Carolina looked like in complete control. And then uh, Ajo uh, and 
Tevo Teravon and went to work on the empty net goal. Uh, so think about what Sebastian Ajo did in the series. Uh, and then we're going to get to James Reimer. Ajo had three goals and five assists in the series. He had eight points. Andrei Svechnikov, three goals and two assists. Tevo Teravon and a goal and two assists. They had 16 points as a line for the series. Not bad from the stars. So we all thought it was going to be about Panarin and Zibanejad and maybe Chris Kreider. And those guys weren't bad. But they were completely outclassed by Carolina's best players. Uh, but let's be honest. This one isn't a game if it's not for James Reimer. And he joins us here on the Morning After podcast. I don't think you're surprised Rod Brindamore's used two goaltenders all year. But the way Peter had played, uh, were there any doubts that you were going to get the call? Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, you know, I had... Uh... You know, I've, I've worked hard and, and uh, you know, I uh, trusted myself if I, if I got the tap. And, um, you know, I, I believe it all out there and, and would, uh, would try and get it done. But, um, yeah, I mean, Raz had played two unbelievable games. And so I didn't know, um, you know, things change, you know. And so I didn't know, uh, you know, what would happen. But, uh, but no, they gave him the tap and, and uh, you know, just tried to do what I could. And uh, the team did uh, basically let you carry uh, carry the work in the in, in the in the first period. Uh, I mean, every goaltender likes to feel the puck, uh, but you had to stand. You had to really had to stand tall in the first period. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you you, you expect that that's that that's going to happen. I mean, obviously, you know, in here, you know, we would like to to probably play a little cleaner, but but you know, um, their backs are against the wall, and so and so they're going to come and 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 throw everything with the kitchen plus the kitchen sink, let's say. And, and so, um, you know, you just want to stand your ground and, 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 and give the boys a chance to win. You just want to hold the fort as long as you can. And, and then, uh, you know, when we got going, you know, we're, we're uh, a force to be reckoned with. All right. You have to explain that sequence to me in the second period where uh, not only did you make some incredible saves, but I believe Sammy Votnin. Uh, also yeah. made a shoulder save. Uh, I mean, it's so, just so frantic. What uh, can you describe? What happened? <laughs> yeah, Sammy was unreal. I mean, everyone was unreal. Everyone was digging in. It's it's a pretty helpless feeling. I mean, uh, not knowing where the puck is, and and you don't want to move. You don't want to kick it in, but but uh, you want to try and find it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Panarin kind of came in on a mini breakaway and he tried to go five hole, and and I got a piece of it, but I kind of thought it went in. And I spun around, couldn't find it, and then it was just a bad scramble. And Sammy did his best Secret Service impression, I think, and, and dove in front of it, and, and uh, you know, and then the puck scrambled back out front and went back door. And, and uh, obviously, I was in a position, so you know, I just uh, tried to throw the paddle out and dive across. And, and lucky enough, I got in the way. You did. Uh, Filipino uh, is going to have nightmares over that one. I, know, I learned a new term: a Secret Service save. Uh, very <laughs> nice. Uh, can you lose yourself in the game? There's no crowd. Uh, all the energy is coming off your bench, and you guys are good at that to begin with. But can you lose yourself in the game in such in this kind of an environment? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, especially, you know, you know, if it was regular season games, maybe it would be, um, you know, a little tougher, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, the pressure's still there you still want to win and, and, and you're, you're fighting as a team still. So, um, you know, there's still that you still lose yourself in the game and, and, um, you're just trying to make saves. And so it's really not that, uh, 
you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not too, too different in the sense that you're, you're just fighting still. Final thing for James Reimer, and I, I, go, I absolutely appreciate your time. Uh, your team played their best in the third period, and I'm not saying that they uh, they took the game over from you because you were great through two periods. Still had to make a bunch of good saves in the third. Uh, but can you sense when your team is really cranking it into high gear, especially the way Aho played in the third? When we start playing the right way and and getting pucks deep and, and forechecking, um, you know we're we're a dangerous team and, <clears throat> and we got skill, but you know, I think our intangibles is, is just the way we work, you know, and, and, and that's just something that's kind of just bred in, in our DNA right now. And, and, and when we're working and, and, and just playing simple, we're, we're, we're dangerous. And so, um, we just knew we need to get back to that. And, and, uh, you know, Riley did a good job, um, getting us going and, and, uh, you know, both boy, the boys responded and, and we, uh, we came alive in the third. It's a fun group, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A ton of fun. Uh, James, thank you so much. Yeah, no, you bet. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. It is a fun group. There's no question about it. They're fun to be around. I wish I was in Toronto with them. Uh, they are fun to be in the locker room with. They are fun to talk to after games. Uh, and you could tell they love each other. I said it last year. I wrote about it at WRLSportsFan.com. Rod Brindamore has a knack for making everybody else care as much as he does. They care about each other. They care about the, the mission, the cause, all of it. And uh, that's how you win hockey games in the postseason. Maybe this wasn't a playoff game, although it said playoffs on the ice. Uh, but it was definitely the postseason, and Carolina will advance. They will be the sixth seed, probably, because I'm assuming Pittsburgh will beat Montreal. And my guess, it'll either be Washington or Boston. And tomorrow, uh, the Bruins will take on the Lightning. If the Bruins lose that, uh, they're probably, uh, well, I'm not saying they're locked in because they can still beat Washington and end up as the three seed. Uh, but uh, they'll either be three or four if they lose to the Lightning. Uh, tomorrow, meaning Wednesday, uh, and they play that game at 4 o'clock here in Toronto. A couple of quick things, and then we'll bring in Alec Campbell, uh, who will join us. He is the host of Stormwatch and Aftermath. I thought Brady Shea, who was a plus three tonight and played more than 20 minutes, looked as comfortable as he is ever going to look in a Hurricanes uniform. Uh, look, there were he had some rough moments when he first came over. I think sometimes getting used to what Carolina wants their defense to do is a little bit different, although he came from a system in which the Rangers' offense gets up into the play. But every system is a little different. Getting used to partners a little different. He was asked to play his offside. That's a little different. Uh, but Brady Shea was outstanding tonight. He was my third star of the game. Although I always seem to overlook Jacob Slavin because Slavin was absolutely Jacob Slavenish tonight. But we made uh, Brady Shea my third star of the game. I thought Sammy Votnin, other than the goal, and he and uh, Slavin were both victimized on that goal. I thought Votnin was very good. He plus uh, he has a save percentage of 1,000 now. Uh, that really was a tremendous save. Uh, Slavin played 25 minutes. I thought Joel Edmondson was great tonight. And uh, you look at the time on ice, and Edmondson played more than 22 minutes. He was second on the team among defensemen in TOI. Not a great overall game up front. Certainly not a great 40 minutes for anybody. But man, in the third period, they got to what they wanted to do. And again, it was the stars that ultimately led the way. But let's give a shout-out to Morgan Geeky, Jordan Martinook, and Brock McGinn, 
who just get work done. And I'm telling you that uh, that Teravainen goal in the second period, the only reason why Teravainen was able to score that goal was because of the work done by the top line as well as Gardner and Fleury. And it's funny, only Fleury was a plus. He was on the ice for the goal. But they, they should go back and give Geeky, Martinook, McGinn, and Gardner all pluses for the way they played that shift. That was dynamite. I think Carolina had held the puck in the zone for about a minute and a quarter. Uh, so the fourth line was really great. And maybe the difference in the series, because Carolina's fourth line owned every time they were on the ice. Absolutely every time they were on the, on the ice. Now you get a little bit of rest. Uh, probably, I'm going to guess, play Tuesday. Carolina, there is no Thursday, no need for Thursday's game. It's not necessary anymore. Uh, Saturday's game also not necessary anymore. And a very good chance that we'll have Dougie Hamilton back in the lineup when the Hurricanes take on whoever it is next, be it the Boston Bruins or the Washington Capitals. Um, Carolina is a really good hockey team. And when they get Hamilton back, and Votnin can slide back and play on a second pair with Brady Shea. Nobody played badly tonight on defense. I thought they were really good. Maybe Gardner struggled a little bit. But for the most part, I think everybody was positive tonight. Really, really positive. Uh, so good stuff from uh, from everyone. We thank James Reimer for hanging out. And we'll take a short break. And we'll come back with Alec Campbell. Quick reminder that this is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. For the exterior of your home, everything for the exterior. Siding, roofing, uh, bay windows, uh, bow windows. I don't know the difference. Aluminumcompany.com. Quick break. Alec Campbell on the other side on the Morning After podcast. Now the Rangers with 10 seconds left. But the Canes with a three-goal lead. They'll fire this one down the ice. Shesterkin is back in. The Rangers have waved the white flag, and the Canes will advance to the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs with a three-game sweep of the Rangers. I don't really know what to say after that, to be quite honest with you. Let's give it up one more time. As we continue here on the morning after podcast, we came back. You heard the uh, the final few seconds on the call with Mike Maniscalco on Fox Sports Carolinas and then Rod Brindamore in the locker room uh, basically saying stuff I had said just before the break is that Rod Brindamore has an, has the knack of making guys care. And you saw it uh, you saw it in the uh, in the post game. Uh, you see it on the bench, you see it the way these guys care about each other. Uh, it's really the way I feel about Alec Campbell. Uh, Stormwatch <laughs> and Aftermath host uh, and my partner in crime Monday through Friday from noon to three. Uh, well, the third period was the best period. Uh, J- James Reimer held him in, and then Carolina choked the Rangers out of the series. Yeah, it was a, it's a really a remarkable game. Um, yeah, I mean, you win a lot of different ways, Adam. There's lots of different ways to win games. Sometimes, you know, we, we I feel like we 
we often, when we think about just sports in general and we think about winning, it's always about what you're going to do to the other team. And I, there's a reason for that. Obviously, you would prefer to impose your will and your game on the other team, but there's another team there. And in this case, you had a Ranger team who backs against the wall, no tomorrow. They loaded up their top line with Panarin and Zibanejad and Buchnevich. And you knew they were going to, they were going to come out in a flurry. And generally speaking, in, in any game, you're, you end up with, especially in hockey, you end up with pushback from the, from the other team at some point. And a lot of times, games hinge on not, not what you're doing to them, but how well you withstand what they do to you. Can you get away from their flurry unscathed? And you don't want it to last as long as it lasted, the Hurricanes tonight. But they figured out a way to do that. And it was mostly because of James Reimer. And he was unbelievable. And then you just get into just the decision to even go to James Reimer. And that gets back to what you just said about Rod Brindamore, which I feel like we've talked about over and over and over again about what makes him able to push the right buttons. And I think the word you come back to with him is just trust. He yep. trusts his coaches. He trusts his players. He, and he follows through on the things that he says he's going to do. So if you're a player for Rod Brindamore, let's take James Reimer, for instance. And, James, and, and Rod Brindamore tells James Reimer, I'm going to get you in the game in this series. It's a lot easier to take for James Reimer to not get tabbed for game one or two when you were the better goaltender in the exhibition. Mm-hmm. When you believe that the coach is going to follow through on what he tells you. And that Rod Brindamore validating those things instills a level of trust in your players and in your coaches and so many coaches can't follow through on that stuff. So many coaches have an ego that makes them have to feel like they're the ones making the decision that they're the ones that create uh, everything that happens. And Rod's just not like that. And it's a really simple concept that for some reason, other people don't understand. Like, do what you're say, what you say you're going to do, you know, trust the people to do the jobs that you've given to them, that you've empowered them to have. And it's really not a hard concept, but he lives that. And it's because he has no ego at all for yeah. someone with his resume. He has no ego and it translates and it's, you know, and that's why you get performances from James Reimer like you got tonight. It was uh, is tremendous. Look, it was sort of the way we were approaching it was sort of a joke when we started when when we had the return to podcast 
series, and we were doing them live on Facebook, and the first one we did was why the Hurricanes are going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, and I believe we all agreed that the answer was the head coach is why they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They have There's some incredibly talented players that we're going to get to, and Reimer, 37 saves tonight. I still can't get over the... Uh, the sequence midway through the second period where <laughs> Reimer made four saves, Sammy Votnin made one. Uh, yeah. It was just it was a, a mad scramble out in front of Carolina's goal. Uh, but how about the top line? Because you mentioned how they loaded, the Rangers loaded up with Panarin and Zibanejad on the top line. They were split for the first two games of this series. Uh, but the top line of Ajo, Svechnikov, and Teravainen, and by the way, they they stole an assist from Teravainen on the empty net goal, so he only ends up with two points in the series. Uh, but Ajo, three goals, five assists, he was a plus seven. Svechnikov, three goals, yeah. two assists, he was a plus six. Turbo, one and one, a plus seven. Panarin was a minus three. Zabanajad was a minus three. Buchnevich was a minus two. By the way, for good measure, Tony D'Angelo was a minus six. Uh, right. That you, you hate to see that. Uh, yeah, you do I hate to see it. <laughs> but the, he's a minus. He's a minus six, but he's really. I mean, I double that for the for the undressing <laughs> that Sebastian Ajo put on him to score that insane goal. That was that, and really, that was the backbreaker. Five minutes after the Fogel tip-in, and the subtle little adjustment in the lines, moving Fogel up with uh, Natchez and Trocek, uh, Fogel getting to the front of the net and deflecting the Brady Shea drive from the point, which was a good, smart, low shot uh, that mm-hmm. was uh, was available for a tip. And I think Shea did that on purpose. I think he put it along the ice on purpose so Carolina could uh, maybe get a stick on it. Uh, but... You know, last year in the playoffs, we've talked about this, uh, Alec. Um, Sebastian was dealing with, I believe, a left-hand injury or a wrist or some something with his arm. He couldn't even take face-offs. So he was good, but he was not, he was not dynamic. Svechnikov yeah. had the concussion, so you know, he didn't play a ton because he missed about five or six games in the middle. Uh, but he wasn't dynamic. But this, this series against the Rangers... Those guys were a freak show, even though they took the first two periods off tonight. Uh, they were a freak show for seven of the nine periods. Yeah. They had eight of Carolina's 11 goals in the series. Carolina outscored New York 11-4 to four in the series. Uh, seven points for Sebastian Ajo. But the thing that I keep going back to in this series is the seven takeaways. For Sebastian yeah. Ajo, that that goal that he scored on um, uh, the where he undressed D'Angelo is uh, is started with a compete factor that he's had all series long, taking the puck away from people. And the best part about this is again goes back to Rod Brindamore with the things that he preaches with the forward group and. When those things work, and that's when guys believe in it and they buy in when they see it become successful, right? And so, Sebastian Ajo, we know he, we know how talented he is in terms of his skill set. I mean, he's an incredible passer. He can finish. He's he's a really really talented high end player but he can create so many more opportunities for himself 
with the defensive side of it and the compete level that, you know, makes you go after Truba and take the puck away from him. <laughs> um, so that part I loved more than anything because he's been doing that. He's been pickpocketing people yep. all series long. So, man, that was that was a key in this whole series was, you know, is this top line going? Because and, and remember, go back to go back to Rod Brindamore and all the things that he said about Sebastian. I need Sebastian. I need to trust Sebastian against other teams' best top lines yep. all the time. They're best players. You know, and the top line was better than their top line, straight up, point blank, not even a question, right? And the Hurricanes really were better for the entirety of the series in almost every aspect of the game. Um, You know, there are obviously some places they need to clean some things up, and it's going to get harder. I mean, the Rangers, I mean, they're not that good of a team, you know? Right. I mean, I know know they're 4-0, against the Hurricanes in the regular season. Um, but, they're, they're, you know, there's obvious flaws in their game and their personnel. So it's only going to get harder. Uh, this game's probably a loss against another team. Yes. But it wasn't tonight, and that's fine, and the Hurricanes keep moving. Uh, whenever it is against whoever it is. Yeah, you know, arguably the Hurricanes played their best game of this series in game one and got progressively worse. Uh, yes, yes, we <laughs> talked about that. That's true. I, I, their most complete game, start to finish, top beginning to end, was game number one. Game number two, Rod Brindamore even said he didn't like it as much. The first two periods tonight were, I mean, the first period was an abomination. Right. I mean, it was, that, was, that was all Rangers. Second period, a little better. I mean, and what happens if they don't answer the 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 Ranger goal twelve seconds into the second period? Yep. You know, how does that change the game? Yeah, and they answered quick. And you know how it's it starts. It's funny. Uh, you don't get you don't get credit on the score sheet, but the fourth line created that opportunity, and then they got off on a line change because there was a minute fifteen of zone time. Uh, yeah. uninterrupted zone time so the top line could get on to finish the job. But it was Geeky, Martinook, and McGinn, along with Fleury and Gardner. That was an incredible shift. Uh, that yeah. I'm not saying turn the momentum of the game because I still think the Rangers were the better team from that point on in the second period, uh, but it got Carolina level, and I think it did even the play out a little bit, even though I'd give a slight edge to the Rangers. Carolina got better goaltending than the Rangers in this series. I thought Lundqvist oh, played yeah. re- relatively well in game one, uh, but he didn't in game two. Shesterkin was very good early, and I can't necessarily fault him on the uh, on the first goal because um, there was so much zone time and Carolina was gonna, going to eventually get a good crack, and Teravon and did. Um, and a dummy run. Uh, abs- absolutely, from Aho. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna act like that. That was on purpose. That he let that go through to Teravine and on purpose. Well, he might have. Yeah. Those guys know where each other, uh, where they, the other guy is at all. Well, times. I mean, I just, I don't know if the pass from Svechnikov was in too tight. I have to go back and look at it again. Okay, but the the pass might have been a little bit too in too tight for Aho to handle. And he, hey, maybe at that point he said, "All right, I'll just let it go," instead of trying to play it, which you know would be smart too. I like a dummy run. I like a dummy a run. A dummy run. 
It's one, it's one of the great plays in sports. Yeah, no no question about that. But, but it, they got better goaltending. Morazic was the better goaltender in game two. Reimer was the better goaltender uh, here. Power play. I mean, look, Carolina's penalty kill, we haven't talked about it, but uh, at five on four, they were 13 for 13. The only goal yeah. that the Rangers had with the man advantage was a two-man advantage, and, and Morazic almost stopped Panarin. So. Yeah, let's be honest. The five on three, I mean, you don't get credit. That's like... That's like you don't get pat on the back for doing the dishes. You don't get pat on the back for scoring on a five on three. I get patted on the back for doing the dishes. Well, you're just, lucky. I'm then. just saying, uh, I do. I get a pat on like, the back. I get a pat on the uh, on the bottom for uh, <laughs> for doing the dishes. So even even better. <laughs> absolutely. If you can work a caress in, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's even better. So the Hurricanes are first into the pool. Uh, they were the first team to uh, to play a game three. The Islanders will get that chance tomorrow uh, when they try to complete the sweep of Florida. I'm actually surprised at that. I thought Florida would be more competitive in that series, but the Islanders are choking the life out of the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> the other series in the East are both one-one. Toronto, Columbus. They'll play. Uh, I be- they played today. I don't. I don't think they play tomorrow. I think they play on Thursday. Pens and Montreal will play their third game of their series tomorrow at uh, at 8 o'clock. Tampa plays Boston. It does look like it's uh, either going to be Boston or Washington. Uh, I'm assuming that Montreal will uh, will win. Uh, but here, let me ask you this question, because uh, I don't want to spend too much more time uh, as we wrap this up, Alec Campbell. The uh, Dougie Hamilton is likely going to be ready to go, because i got to guess that the next series isn't going to start until Tuesday. I have to assume that it's going to be, you know, everything will be done in the round robin by Sunday, and it will start the uh, the next, the first round of the playoffs, the official playoffs on Tuesday. Dougie Hamilton comes back. I don't know who you take out. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. Um, I don't know. I here, here's my question. I, I guess I have answer a question with a question. Okay. Is it important to get another right-handed defenseman in the game? I think it's important. I think it's just important to play your best six. I just don't know who those are right now. Yeah. Like, I feel bad. That would would put Van Riemsdyk in the lineup if you had – because you'd get everyone on their natural side if you get three righties and three lefties. Yeah, I don't – but I don't think that if if TVR didn't play tonight in game three – Especially because yeah. I didn't think Hayden was great in Game Two. If t- if if Van Riemsdyk doesn't get on the ice in Game Three, if Hamilton can come back for Game One or who, against whoever they play, uh, that'll be two right shots because Vatanen's going to slide back to the second pair with Shea, which right. has the potential. Brady Shea, I thought, was great tonight again. I did too. Um, I made him one of my three stars. I thought Shea was really, really good tonight. And so you, you'll have Shea and Votnin playing the second pair. I mean, Gardner was probably their weakest defenseman tonight. Joel Edmondson was a monster tonight, I thought. Uh, so I, they're not taking Joel Edmondson out of the lineup. He is staying on the ice. So it's either Gardner or Flurry that isn't going to play. Yeah, I thought Gardner was all right tonight. I didn't think okay. he was that bad. No, I, I mean, I, I like, he only played 12 minutes. It's a little curious, but I didn't see anything uh, bad from Jake Gardner tonight. That's for sure. Uh, well, here's the thing. You, you also have, you also have, you don't need Jake Gardner on a power play unit 
if you've got Dougie and Votnin back. Because they'll quarterback the two power plays. I like Gardner better than I like Votnin on the power play so far. I have I don't think Votnin looks comfortable just yet. Although I think he was better tonight. Their power play didn't look very good tonight to me. No, it didn't. So that but, that that would have been that's my one place, like the the place where I think that's glaring in terms of where they need to get better is on the power play, and also. I mean, just taking penalties. I know tonight they only took three, and last night I think they took four. Um, but they've, you know, we've seen them take five, six penalties, seven yeah. penalties, like the first game. And I, like I thought tonight, the for me the keys were get good goaltending and stay out of the box, and they did both of those things yeah. for the most part. Yeah, no question. Uh, and that and, and that was a key. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think it's I do think it's interesting. I I personally would rather see Hayden in the game than Gardner. I mean, if, if Votten is going to be quarterback your second power play, then 51 probably comes out. Because hey, Hayden can also kill penalties. It gives you a little bit of sandpaper when uh, when the mood hits him. I mean, he's not Edmondson. But Joel's staying in the... I mean, I can't imagine Joel Edmondson coming out of the lineup. telling you, Joel brings that element to the game. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm an Edmondson stand. Like he he brings an element that not a lot of hurricanes have. He was second on the team in uh, in ice time among defensemen he's, and he's, tonight. He's a, he eats pucks for breakfast. He he's a block. He's a shot blocking machine. So I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, decisions shake out. Uh, I feel bad for Ryan Dezengel, who I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a top nine forward on almost any NHL team. How did the Hurricanes yeah, I, get so good that Ryan Dezengel can't get on the ice? I mean, I think you can make an argument at this point that you could move him in for Nino. I thought Nino was pretty good tonight, though. I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was that I mean, good. Like, none of the forwards were good in the first two, two periods. But I thought Nino was part of the solution uh, in the third period. But Carolina was all over the place in the third period. I didn't love the Justin Williams turnover uh, late that gave Chris Kreider an opportunity that Reimer had to block or save away. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's all right. We'll uh, we'll give we'll cut Willie some slack. Well, I actually I actually found myself thinking about Willie a little bit tonight, only because I wonder how you felt about just him settling in again. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> I, I think it, it's took, been it took him beginning. a while. Yeah, it took him a while when he came back. It took him about two weeks. Of course, he scored the game winner in the opening night in the in the uh, shootout right. or whatever when he came back opening night. It was it was Willie Night opening night. Right. Um, <laughs> well, there's something there's something like, accurate about that. Felt felt like opening night, um, and then and then he got on a hot streak like two weeks later because I, I remember you and I sitting there going, you know, who ain't played too good, yep. Willie. Uh, and then he and then he started playing well and he got hot, and now we have the layoff again, and he's been a little quiet. Very. Very. He I, he wasn't he. I mean, he was not great tonight. And I guess Jordan hasn't been great either. But Jordan just does the little things that, you know, he's just a defensive guy. There's just right. no, there's no flash in offense right now. But uh, you know how Rod thinks about him. So uh, Jordan's going to get yeah. his ice time. He's going to win his faceoffs. Uh, he's going to be out there killing penalties unless he's in the box. But uh, I agree. Williams, uh, Williams has not been great. He's probably been there. Uh, least effective forward 
through uh, through three games, but he's not coming out of the lineup. No, you're not taking him out. <laughs> Listen, like Willie can do what he wants. He can suck for a while, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, just go out and fight again. Right. So, all just right. Don't well, get hurt. Well, uh, take some days off. Go to the beach. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> if there's if there's a if there's a beach left to go to, oh, it'll uh, be otherwise it'll recover. They got plenty of sand. Otherwise, I find myself with a free weekend. All right, well, so I'll uh, play some golf or something. We'll have to do something. Alec Campbell, host of Stormwatch and Aftermath, uh, and it was a happy recap tonight. Canes four, Rangers one. Of course, when I sent the alert out, I sent out the alert with the wrong score. I sent it out four two. <laughs> Uh, yeah. because I'm, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it, it was late. I'm used to noon starts. Uh, I'm old <laughs> and it's, when it's 11 o'clock, I don't think straight. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for your time, sir. No problem, man. Talk soon. And that's it. We're done. Canes delete the Rangers from the qualifying series in three games. This, of course, all brought to us by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, it's at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, uh, aluminumcompany.com. And just because, let's hear it one more time. Rangers with a break in front of Reimer. Reimer with the save and stays out. Jacob Slavin dives through the crease. Still Brendan Lemieux looking. He's got another chance. And it still doesn't go in. Lemieux hacks at it. Now it goes out to Smith. They fire. Reimer with another unbelievable save on Heedle. How did Reimer get to that one? The Rangers still attacking Truba on. Now it's pitchfork wide. James Reimer. Unbelievable. Keeping this game tied at one as the Canes ice it. Oh, you better congratulate him, Jacob Slavin. Look at the bench get up. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.